Toss something up there and it's taking a while. Welcome to One Sweet Lambrusco. One little teeny tiny Mitch Buchanan. How's it going, man? Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. You have a good day? Yeah. Yeah, I can't complain. Good. Good. All the holidays, they're in full full roar right now. Yeah, they are. You know, everything, everybody's all excited. Uh, Christmas songs are coming Christmas on. Songs are, well, Christmas songs. Christmas songs. I've been hearing Christmas songs since like the beginning of the month. Yeah, I don't listen to the radio I don't either. Much. But I watch a lot of uh, sports and, uh, you know, a lot of the commercials are um, Christmas themed commercials, Christmas songs, you know. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not really a huge fan of Christmas music. I, I could do with it or without it. But, like, there is some, like, underlying love I have for it, you know? Like, um, like I also have a, an underlying love of pop culture. You know, my sister actually brought that up to me today. She's like, you know, you don't really let a lot of people know, but you do really love pop culture. And I'm like, fuck, I do. And I'm like, I think she's right. What are you looking at? Uh, I thought I saw something. What do you think you saw? I don't know. Shadow person? Bush? Inside the studio. None of those fuckers move quick. Shadow people? Bushes. Yeah, they are fast. Mm. I actually say the correct term uh, incendiary. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um, so what, what, I, what, I, what I've been doing the last couple of years, and I think this is how uh, my sister uh, was able to, to, to like see my love of pop culture and also my love of Christmas music. Because um, I, I, I can deal with Christmas music for like a month. Mm -hmm. That's it. A couple weeks maybe. But I make a playlist every year of like, all the Christmas music I like. And I found a lot of like really good bands I like that have done <laughs> Christmas songs. So I put together a playlist, and um, I just I play it. I got the house like last year. I just brought my um, HomePod out and just no. played Christmas music. Like yeah, no. but, 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 it's, but it's good Christmas music. I hate Christmas music. I hate. All Why would you Christmas tell me that? Now you know I'm gonna do it. Have you learned anything? I mean, I I can't get enough. You should have been like, "That's awesome." Start it now, and I would have been like, "Fuck him! I'm not doing it." You gotta remember people that operate on either spite <laughs> or, or or the best interest of himself. You know, you you gotta like you gotta uh, take the power like, like the Hitler thing. You know, I've taken the power away from Hitler. I think Hitler I, I, took I, the I, power I, away from Hitler. I, I've turned him into like in my head, like a fucking you know, little My Little Pony thing. You know, he's harmless. Hitler it was just a fucked up dude Hitler. with a fucked up mustache doing fucked up drugs in a fucked up time. Yeah. 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 Socialism. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> how, how was your Thanksgiving? What, what, what'd you do for Thanksgiving? I know that, um, you know, you went and saw your grandmother. How was that experience? Was it good? Uh, yeah, it was good. She didn't tell me that, um, uh, our, her neighbor, which is my ex's dad, was going to come over for Thanksgiving, which... That was a bit of a surprise, uh, but it was good to see him. It's probably good for him to see you like you are now. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Like, I go over there every once in a while and say what's up and pet Oh, him. so you've seen him? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, uh, one of the, like, the cat that they have now, 
I raised that the cat. cat. Uh huh. I raised that cat. You heard about what happened the other day, right? You said you didn't do it. <laughs> Did I? I gotta tell you, man. I brought it up on the podcast, uh, the regular the weekly podcast with uh, BJ and Jason, and uh, they were both like, "Dude, what the fuck?" They were really like, it really bothered them. Well, I mean, strangling a cat is a sign of uh, worse things to come. No, it's not. It is. It nope. One hundred percent. How come nobody considers the variables of how it came to that? This isn't something that I wanted to do, that I was seeking out, that I was excited about. It just had to be done. You could have kidnapped the cat. We're not going to kidnap the cat. What's that going to do? Don't stuck with it still catawalling in my fucking ear. And then you just drop the cat on like a ship or something. Ship it out. Ship it out. Ship it out. Hmm. Cats enjoy ships, I've heard. Do they? Yeah. Well... This one enjoyed a big trash barrel. Probably didn't enjoy it. Eh. You know. You're probably right. I would, I would assume that it was terrified. I mean, you're not a small dude. That's all it hurt. <laughs> that's that's so like... Yeah, no, no. The cat, the cat's fine. The cat, the cat is still alive, unfortunately. And uh, it's just kind of, kind of gotten to the point, though, where um, it's, it's almost like it's almost and I say this very loosely. It's almost background noise. You can. You know? There is plenty of cat repellent options out there. I'm not going to spend money on this fucking cat. You're not spending money on the cat. You're spending money on the on happiness of my relationship. Yes. Yeah. And that is a good investment. It 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 can be, it can be. Um, I, I also think that um, you know I might get met with a little bit of a. That that's just encouraging the cat to come back. It's not killing it. No, it isn't. Mm-hmm. No, it isn't. It's not like this cat has a crew either. That says a lot about the cat. Cats have always have a fucking crew they run with. No, this cat doesn't. No, and it might be a female. If it's a female cat, they don't have crews. It's not a female cat. That's how I know it's not heat. How do you know it's It's not just a an asshole. Cat. Have you seen me- its penis? I've seen its balls. What else did you do? I've seen its balls. What else did you do to this cat? It's clear because it sits like a human. That's awesome. It was. When I first saw it, I'm like, whoa, look at that cat. And then this, it just started. And I'm like, I hate that cat. I don't like cats in general. I'm not a big cat guy. I think cats are fucking shady. I think they're neurotic and insecure. And they yeah. remind me a lot of myself. And I don't like that. Cats are great. No, they're not. Because of all of those reasons, cats are great. Cats are not great. Cats are cats are awesome. When you, when you win the trust of a cat... It just makes it so much, so much better. That's the thing. I don't want to trust a cat. I've never liked cats. I, I you mean, don't have to trust I, the, the cat. The thing is, I don't like cats, but I don't hate them. I really don't think I've, I've ever hated any kind of animal, except maybe humans. Um, 
But but I, I think for the most part, birds like, are dicks. Birds are dicks, but birds birds are, birds are also dicks. fucking hilarious. Yeah, like the African greys when they learn to really talk. Crazy. Yeah, those things are funny. My buddy uh, Ryan in Florida, uh, Edgewater, Florida. It's like twenty minutes south of Daytona. He um, had an African grey, and he taught it to say racist shit. And I was like, dude, that's really fucked up. But it was also like hilarious because the bird would be like, and they would say something like a racial term or racial epithet, you know? Well, that's a bird. I mean, nobody could really get mad at the bird. They could get mad, mad at, at the, the owner. owner. Yeah. Yeah. Just not the bird. Because you either taught it that or you say it enough that it picked up on it. Like, there's no way to talk your way out of why your bird's racist, <laughs> you know? The bird's not racist. Well, why it's saying racist things. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I, I would love to be able to, like, if, if cats could talk, I'd, I'd probably be able to put up with them. You know, because cats always do shady shit. They always, like, run and hide. And so I'm just like, hey, if I was like, hey, what's your problem? Well, and it was like, I don't like your friend. If it said that, I'm like, oh, okay. They're running from you. Dude, they run from everybody. They do. They do. That's why you can't approach it. You See, to- I don't like these fucking animal rules. That's fucking stupid. It's, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, there's, it's unwritten, a thing. there's unwritten rules with some animals like dogs. Like a junkyard dog. Don't go up to a junkyard dog and be go and try to pet it. Oh, does your dog bite? Yeah, it's a fucking junkyard dog. You know, like the, those are, those are unwritten rules. But the, to, for a domesticated, for a domesticated animal to have like a list of shit, oh, if you see him, you can't do this, you can't, it's like, fuck that. I'm not putting in all this work to get some little fucking hairball puking fucking neurotic little cunt to fucking come up to me so I can pet it get cat hair all over myself get fucking more allergies fuck that also get a little bit of you know the more you talk the more I'm I'm wanting to kill the cat a little bit of cat loving I don't want a little bit of cat loving I'm like Ted Nugent Ted I don't get that reference cat scratch fever you never heard that before no is it a song you're about to get Nugent he's like this whack job right wing NRA fucking singer from like the 70s and 80s and he had this one really big song called Cat Scratch Fever. And it's ridiculous. Ted Nugent, yeah. He had this album Stranglehold. He was like, I don't know. But uh, he, he's, he's, uh, this song. Cat Scratch Fever. You never heard that before? <laughs> no. Oh, he goes hard on it. <laughs> this is like one of those songs that like drunk girls who are like 10 years older than us play it on the jukebox at bars. Like that song and uh, what's the other one there by uh, the dude that always used to come on the stage in like a one-piece velvet unitard. Uh, Billy Squire. Remember that guy? No. Slowly <laughs> stroke me. <laughs> oh, yo, stroke me. Yeah, we did that. <laughs> We did that for karaoke at Northbound. Yeah, that that's one of those songs. Yep, that that's definitely a karaoke song. And then he had that other song. Everybody wants something. He was actually pretty good, but he was a weirdo. Yeah, you know. Yeah, a strong a song about stroking it. Slowly stroke me. Yeah. Yeah, that's not. That's not. <laughs> it it was one of the biggest hits of its time. <laughs> the song was a huge hit. Maybe we could bring it back. I don't think it went anywhere. I, people still listen to it, you know. Uh, we need we need more people listening to it. <laughs> Look at that rat hole we just went down. 
talking about your neighbor's cat. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So today I I, I um I probably had one of the most relaxing um and wonderful Thanksgivings I've ever had before. You know. Yeah. I like woke up. I I went to my girlfriend's house. Uh, and we literally just were in bed. You know, I, we watched the Syracuse game. I FaceTimed with my mom and my aunt. I think it's a little uh, disappointing that you guys didn't eat anything. I didn't say we didn't eat anything. I didn't eat anything. I mean, I ate something. I didn't eat Thanksgiving dinner. You ate a bagel. I did eat a bagel. I did. And it was good. Decent schmear. It was decent schmear. Einstein was open? <sighs> She'd gotten, like, the bagels, like, the day before. Ah, all right. She bought them, yeah. Yeah, no, she got a little thing of it. Oh, we, we, she planned we knew, for this, huh? Well, we knew we were going to be here because she was able to get out of going to work. She only had to go in for like a few hours. Today? Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, she only had to go in for a few hours. So she got out of work. She had to go into work at 5, but she got out at like 10. <clears throat> and so she called me. She's like, oh, I'm coming to get you. I'm like, okay. I got up, took a quick shower, went over there. It was it was great. Dude, it was great. We well, we. We both like we went back to sleep for a few hours, you know. Then I called my parent, my my mother had been calling and texting me, so I I hit her up, and uh, yeah, no, it was a it was a great Thanksgiving. It was awesome. Like I didn't have to deal with any bullshit. And then I got home, and like my whole mood changed. You know why? Because I went to lay down and take another nap because I hadn't slept enough. I've, I slept a lot, but I was thinking, oh, I'm gonna go back to sleep. And Jeff's out there banging on my window because he can't figure out the fucking door code. And then you, he's trying you did to put down the wrong door try- code message. Good. Did I? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it it didn't change at all. But in the message, it it, it was different. I gotta tell you. Nobody brings that. me to that brings that to my attention. That's what you guys get. If you don't want to bring it to my attention, then you guys get the wrong fucking door code. No one fixes it. I just figured everybody would get it. Are you kidding me? Look at these retards we're dealing with. And then he's trying to talk to me with like a mouthful of fucking skittles. I wanted to, I almost fucking punched him. What's he doing eating Skittles? I don't know. Why does he want to taste the rainbow? Maybe he's secretly gay. He is wearing a Yankees hat. That's pretty fucking gay. Mm. I mm. think we should be supportive. No. He's finally fucking leaving. I can't fucking wait. It's um, just that dude, I'm, I'm just done. I'm done. I'm done worrying about him and taking care of him. I'm fucking done, dude. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you don't get paid enough to be a fucking caretaker. Yeah. I got, other, I got all the shit I got to worry about. You know? Yeah. I got school. I got the other guys in the house. I got meetings. I got fucking sponsees. I have uh, internships I'm applying for. I don't need to be fucking babysitting him. Yeah. And yeah. fuck him. He's a little cunt for taking so long to fucking leave. Dude, we could have had him out of here three weeks ago. And he was a little fucking asshole about it. Yeah. I might just kill him and bury him outside underneath that top and then put the top back down. That the wind blew up? No, I gotta testify in court if you do that. Why'd you do why'd you No, I'll kill you too then, you fucking snitch. Where's your loyalty? Have I not been good to you here? You've been great to me. Alright then. You gonna go fucking snitch? If you do kill a person, maybe. Kill a cat. There there really is no honor among thieves. If you kill a cat, no, uh didn't see it, but if you kill Jeff, man, he's got the same name as me. It's the audience, man. It's not me. 
Because we're, we're filming in front of a live studio audience, so. <laughs> See? Kanye. I wish he was here right now. He's somebody that I would like to just have around. Just to have, like, bizarre shit happen all the time. You know? You think I would. that's how his life actually is? Well, no, but if I had Kanye West with me, people would be like, oh, yeah, why are you hanging out with Kanye West? And bizarre shit, I think, would happen. Well, yeah, that, that, that yeah. would happen with just about anybody. Well, probably especially Kanye West. Well, there's a number of people that um, have... Because I'm, I'm not really, like... Like, I, I like a lot of performers and artists and stuff, like Kanye, like musicians, actors and stuff, like Jerry Seinfeld. But there's a lot of people, like, a lot of other people that, like, I enjoy, like, watching in movies or, like, their music. But I don't want to hang out with them. They just kind of just seem like they'd be not fun to hang out with. I think it'd be awkward to hang out with anybody that you've already seen in movies. They don't really know who you are, but... You know, people want to, so... Yeah, it was weird, because I, when I was doing stand-up comedy, and this is something that, like, still kind of, like, stuck with me. Um, so, I was doing comedy. This was, this was when I was still in Boston. And um, this dude and in, in in this chick, like, after one of the shows, they were like, oh, it's like, that was great, that was hilarious. I'm like, oh, thank you, you know? Because, of course, I don't, I don't mind the fucking adulation. You know, it's, it's good. Okay, great, it's working. I'm funny. Awesome. I have fans. Um, but they were like treating me like I was fucking, you know, uh, like Richard Pryor or something. Or it was, it was they were like, "Yo, you want to go get a drink or something? Or you want to come hang out?" And I'm just like, "Okay, yeah, we can get a drink." And, like, I mean, it, it was nothing. It was like the set I did, and just, 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 just the like, it was like, an, it was like almost, it was like the next step up from an open mic, you know? Like I was one of like seven performers to go on. I did like a three minute set. And so anyway, like, they were buying me drinks, so I was like, fuck it, I don't care, you know? And uh, then the girl, like, asked for my autograph. What? Yeah, it was, like, fucking weird. An adult? Yeah. Yeah, an adult. So it was, like, my age at the time. She was, like, 22, 23, probably. Oh, that's, that's kind of sad. It is. But <laughs> I, I mean, at first, I thought she was asking me for my phone number. Because she, like, handed me the pen and the paper, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Maybe this will be fine. <laughs> like, and she's like, "Could you just give this right? This, this, uh, make it out to me." And I'm like, "Make what out to you?" And she's like, "Oh, I want your autograph." And I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Maybe she thought you were somebody else. She did no, mistake <laughs> me for somebody else. Only other person that she maybe could have mistaken me for was, at the time, I, I don't even know. I don't know. Chris Folly, but he'd already been dead. <laughs> Yes. So anyway, like, yeah, I like signed it, and then uh, she's like, "Oh, when are you playing again?" Like, this is so great. I was just, I mean, this, I kind of just came to realize that she was just some. They were just people that really liked comedy and thought I was funny, which is pretty cool. Yeah, but at the time, I couldn't see it like that because well, because it's an adult. I was, I was so fucking skeptical of people, like even even more than I am now. So I was like, "What the fuck are these two up to? Why do they want my signature? What are they doing?" Stealing your information. The signature, like, I don't know what they were doing, but <laughs> about like a week, about like a week or two later, I did another set, and she was there. She was there by herself. Her friend wasn't with her, and um, she was a lot more normal. And she was like, "Oh, she's that was that was really funny again. Like, you're the best." I'm like, "Oh, cool, thanks." And I was like, "You want to get a drink?" She's like, "Yeah." We like had a beer, and then that was it. So the first meeting, I was just kind of like. She's not mistaking me for somebody else, but maybe she's 
thinking I'm like more popular than I am, you know, like I'm, I'm like, maybe I am some kind of celebrity. I don't know. But like, it was like fucking fanboy shit, dude. Like they were like, that was the funniest fucking set. You're the best comic we've ever seen. And I'm just like, I am. <laughs> you guys been to a comedy show before? Because <laughs> they were really, it was like, a yeah, where, was that their first comedy show? I don't know. Maybe. It's different when you actually go. Yeah. Like people like comedy when they see it on the TV, but well, she, it's a she lot said, better when you go. She said that there, there was this um this thing uh that was like a local Boston thing where it was like their version of um comedian uh comedians on the rise or whatever it is that show they did like Next Comic Standing or whatever. It was like a Boston version of that. It wasn't like the nationally televised one. But I had won the first two rounds, and there were two more rounds, and I got hammered when I forgot to show up to the third one. Uh. <laughs> so maybe they saw that. I don't know. Because like, if, if people go to the comedy show, and then they oh, I saw him on TV. Maybe they don't remember that it was just something, like, local. They might have thought it was a like, national thing or whatever. But, yeah. And the person that I would have faced in the third round ended up getting a buy, obviously, because I didn't show up. And um, he got humiliated the next round, I remember. And I was like, yeah, that dude he lost to was fucking funny. I'm actually kind of glad I didn't show up. <laughs> he was fucking crushing it. Have you thought about doing comedy again? Since I've been sober? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think about it from time to time, yeah. I do. And now that I've already established a podcast, it would be a great you know, way to promote it. Uh, but, eh, it's a little bit different out here. It'd be a great way to blow off steam and... You know, people out here, they're all uptight, but when they get into a place like a comedy club, you know, it's, it's, you can no, get it's away not. with a you, lot you more You think, shit. I was just about to say how different the fucking political climate is right now. You I can't mean, get away with shit right now. You probably couldn't get away with the same shit you were getting away with, but. I can't get away with some of the shit I say on this podcast. It's, it's like, dude, like right now you have to be like so careful about what you say because anybody. <laughs> That just misinterprets it or like, you know, they feel fucking triggered and they go on, go online and fucking write a, like a Facebook post about it and it just fucking catches on by some fucking group and, you know, next thing I know, I'm friggin' having to apologize for something, you know? You don't it's, have to apologize for anything. See, you don't get it. Like, I, I've, I've done comedy before and I, I know how it works, dude, and uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, you're right, I don't. But it's just, it's, it's, that's just the way things are now. Like freedom of speech and freedom of expression are a thing of the past. It's especially when you're, when you're talking about like someone's medium or someone's fucking art, you know, like it's like, like if a comic makes a joke, it has nothing to do with anybody in particular. It has nothing to do with anything other than, oh, that's a funny joke. Exactly. Yeah. But people don't understand that. People, people don't understand that. Like, most people don't. But people that do really like comedy don't understand that. Yeah, and God bless them. I love them. You know, if I could do a fucking packed house every night of just those people, I'd be doing stand-up comedy seven nights a fucking There's night. There's a lot of those people. There are. There are. And all it takes is one person now. Nowadays, it's all it takes. There, there's this Australian comic who does this bit where he... Uh, talks about how he got called out. He made a joke about rape or something. Oh, yeah. Daniel Tosh did that, too. And uh, he, he he did a bit where he was uh, talking about how he got called out in the newspaper 
and all that shit. So he went and said he he made a joke out of it. He made yeah. a, he didn't apologize. He made a joke out of it. Mm-hmm. And he's still around. Well, yeah, I'm not saying you're, you're gonna go away, but <clears throat> I mean, and, and any no press is bad press. That's the old saying. That's the old adage. You know, like oh, if it's free press, that's I don't want that press. You know. Well, with the career that you're looking to mm-hmm. get into, probably good idea. Exactly. That's why I've been reticent about doing comedy again. You Sad know? though. Sad. It is. It is that I'm, that, I'm, that I'm choosing to do something that I choosing not to do something I love because of a potential career in government. Mm-hmm. You know, I can still be funny in government. Can you imagine making me in the press conferences? How fucking funny that would be. I think you're more likely to offend in a press conference. Yeah, exactly. Like some oh, reporters yeah. asking me about something stupid, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm not gonna answer that because it's fucking stupid. Sorry. I don't think How about you, you? I don't think you could curse at a press conference, man. Yes, you can. You only see what's getting aired. <laughs> I've actually went. I actually, um, my mother uh, uh, works for like with the, the was the director of one of the largest homeless shelters, uh, the largest homeless shelter in New England. It's called Pine Street Inn, and she's gone to you know City Hall and the Capitol Building like a lot, you know, and I've. Gone with her, you know. I've gotten like my little security thing to go around and like, hey, this is cool. Like a little little kid. Politicians are fucking foul mouthed. Like you only hear like what they want you to hear, dude. Like my mother, and that's the one thing my mother was worried about. She's like, she's like, she's like, it's just, it's just it might as well just bring you to a roadhouse bar. The way these people fucking swear and stuff. It's crazy. Hmm. But you know. Like at the end of the day, dude. Yeah, sure. I'd I'd love to do comedy again. Right now, it's just a little too risky. You know. Understand. Unless I decided to perform clean, which is one of the hottest fucking uh, comedic things you can do. Bill like, Cosby did it. Bill Cosby did not do it. He was raping the whole time. Well, he was performing clean. Yeah, because he's raping people. He need to swear. He gets it all out in the fucking back alley. He's Drugging people. Well, that's one way to go. Jerry Seinfeld. The reason I respect Jerry so much, not because his observational comedy is the, hands down, the best comedy of all time. He works clean. He'll say ass once in a while, but it's just unbelievable how tough it is to work clean. I tried to do it one night, one set. I got about 30 seconds in before I swore. Not even realizing I'm swearing, you know? It's hard, man. But that that's what I'd have to do. In order to, to keep my reputation, you know, where I've managed to get it to at this point in my life, it, it, it'd be, it'd, it'd be um, I don't know. I, I think that it would be uh, really, 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 really tough. You know? Maybe I do think of doing like a, like a comedy team. That's easier to work clean. You know, when you have another comic that works clean with you, but but then you got to find another comic that works clean. Dude, I could put an ad out right now and be like, "Podcast host, former comedian, looking to get back into it and form a comedy team." I'd have five hundred people send me. Emails. Most of them would just be a bunch of Vietnamese people. I'm gonna post it here, right here. dumb dumb. Elvis actually, impersonators at actually, the door. Actually, you know <laughs> what? One of the funniest people I know. Was this kid I tutored at Golden West College who was Vietnamese, and he was hilarious. Dude, the Vietnamese are some of the funniest people mm-hmm. that I've met. 
And it wasn't that. And it was even the thing that was funny about him is that it was like absolutely self-deprecating comedy, like fucking like he was a self-loathing Vietnamese person. Like he always made fun of Vietnamese people. It was hilarious. Oh yeah, I got one yeah. of those at work. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, they're great. He, he's, they're great. He's really cool. I like him. Yeah. He was like, "Don't you think it's funny that you're tutoring me in a math-based class?" I'm like, "Kind of." <laughs> he's like, "Oh yeah, because we're really smart, right?" He's like, no, we're stupid. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I spent like, the whole time like laughing. And he's just like, oh, my parents give you check. <laughs> and he gets up and walks away. <laughs> Do you actually have an accent or was he just putting it on? He, he was faking the Vietnamese accent. He was Americanized. Because <laughs> when we first met him, he's like, yeah, hey, what's up, man? My name's Tan, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right. And then we just started talking. He's like, oh, he's like, what would you do before you were tutoring? I'm like, well, I got my undergrad at Syracuse, and I did uh, stand-up comedy. And he was like, oh, dude, he's like, don't you hate it when people are like, oh, I'm really funny. You want to hear a joke? I'm like, yeah, I do. He goes, well, I'm really funny. You want to hear a joke? And he's busted into this Vietnamese person, like, act, like this stereotype. And it was fucking hilarious. Like, I would just, like, randomly text the dude. I'm like, hey, man, what are you doing? You want to hang out? <laughs> He was cool. He, he he actually was an intelligent guy. He actually was he was just struggling with um, a certain field of uh, economics that they were studying. Because uh, you know, for someone who 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 is an American who is born somewhere else, that's understanding the economics of the American you know um, financial models, it, it can be tough. So, yeah, he was funny. His middle he had the first he had the same first name and middle name. His name was Tan Tan. <laughs> Tan Tan, that's super yeah. Vietnamese, man. <laughs> He's like, my parents turned me into a walking stereotype. <laughs> and like one day he showed up with a Bond They embrace it. He that's showed, the yeah, thing, he man. Showed up they with love a bond, it. He showed up with a Bond Me sandwich. He was like running. He goes, oh, sorry, I had to stop and get a sandwich. He goes, you know what I got, don't you? He goes, yeah, Bond Me. <laughs> yeah, he was awesome. But then uh, he moved. He ended up uh, finishing up at Golden West and he moved, I think think up north to go to school i think but yeah no he was hilarious all right we're gonna take a quick break uh we'll be right back we're gonna talk about a few things before we wrap it up but um i hope everyone is having a, a safe and happy thanksgiving and um enjoying themselves yeah we'll be right back all right welcome back to one sweet lambrusco Polly firm mitch buchanan uh, make sure that uh, if you like our podcast, that you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at VZE Podcast, as we are brought to you by the Zombie Eaters Podcast. But we are, I'm one sweet Lambrusco, brought to you by two sweet, part of two sweet Lambruscos, presented <laughs> by Zombie Eaters Podcast. So visit us, visit us on the, visit us on the, Visit us on the on our, on our website at zombieeaterspodcast.org and the Two Sweet Lambruscos page is backslash Lambrusco. You can find it right from the um, homepage menu. Make sure that you listen to our podcast. What is this thing called? Podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Podbay. You can also find us on Amazon Podcasts, which I uh, totally forgot about. But yeah, we're there too. We're all over the place. Let's go to any podcast. And type two sweet Lambruscos or Zombie Eaters Podcast. You can find us there as well. Uh, if you want to make a podcast and you think that it's fun, you think that it might be easy, or you think it's hot and you're overwhelmed, any problems that you're having, I recommend Captivate.fm brought to you by Rebel Radio. 
presented by Mark Ansquith, who has a podcast academy, who teaches you all the tools and gives you all the tools that you need to make a successful podcast. Sign up today and get a two-week free trial by going to f- captivate.fm backslash Lambrusco. And uh, yeah, after that, uh, you can pay monthly or you can pay yearly, but I didn't know what I was doing when I made this podcast and the podcast academy that Rebel Radio gives you was extremely helpful and I feel like uh, helped me make this podcast what it is today. So again, captivate.fm backslash Lambrusco, you will get a 14 day trial with no obligations and no pressure to buy. And again, you can find us on the internet at zombieeaterspodcast.org backslash Lambrusco. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the Podcast, And you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, Podbay, Podcast, whatever. Get a fucking iPhone. And you can also find our videos of full episodes on our YouTube channel, VZE Podcast Presents Two Sweet Lambruscos. Menstrual sponge. I'm sorry, what? Did you just say menstrual sponge? All right, so um, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. I um, I want to um, welcome our listeners back. Uh, make sure that you also uh, listen to uh, Oddball Foundation. I forgot to mention that, Oddball Foundation. My friend Jason Wright has a nonprofit back home that creates a community and gives people help that have mental illness or are struggling with mental illness or people with family that are struggling with mental illness. It's a great cause. He is a great guy. I've been friends with him my entire life. You can check out his podcast at uh, Oddball Show and you can find him uh, on my Instagram. The link is in the bio. So, um, we talked about holidays before and well, Thanksgiving in particular. Um, I wanna talk a little bit about Black Friday. Oh God. Mm-hmm. So I, I I feel like the one really wonderful advantage of Amazon and other online retailers is that there's no more of that chaos really going on. Yep. You know? Um but I remember like back when I was a kid, like you see on the news like people were getting killed over uh-huh. over like a doll. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it's fucked. I mean, I, I I never saw, like, even my parents are like, we're not going out for that stuff. Yeah, fuck no. Yeah. Why would you? My dad would just give me a freaking handful of cash. Hey, Merry Christmas. I'm like, great. <laughs> it's like, that's awesome. That's all we want. You guys celebrate Christmas? Well, Hanukkah. I'm saying Christmas because it's just uh, talking about. Okay, Christmas, yeah, but, you, you confuse know. me, man. Yeah, but I mean, like, <clears throat> if, if we, like, went to, um, like, family house or whatever, they, they, sometimes they celebrate Christmas. You know, because there's a lot of, like, out-of-religion marrying going on. Like, I'm only half, you know? So, but, you know, we didn't really celebrate holidays all that much. We kind of just, like, you know, on, like, the nights that they were holidays, we kind of just hang out. As a, we, we, just, we do the shit we do every night anyway. You know, I had a really, my family was really close, you know? We all have dinner together every night, and, you know? And, then, like, every year, like, yeah, my dad would just give us all money. Say, yeah, here you go. We're like, Awesome. He just figure out what he would have to spend on each five kids at the store, and he would just like giving it up and give it to us. <laughs> that's smart. Yeah, my parents like is that my because when we were growing up, like that's the Black Friday thing was still going like they're going to the stores and waiting outside and trampling. My parents are like we're not fucking dealing with that shit, you know. 
I was smart, man. Mm-hmm. I, uh, and I didn't like video games, so I never needed a video game console, you know? What'd you... I, I, I read. So you spent all that money on books? Oh, the money I got for Christmas? Yeah, I'd buy books. Yeah, I got there was this really cool um, vintage uh, and antique bookstore that this guy owned. Uh, I'd, I'd spend all my time in there. You know, I buy well, I buy like Superman comics. You know, and I buy I, I would buy books. Like I we talked about this the other day in the pocket, not you and I, but me, Bill, and uh, me, BJ, and Jason. The other day we talked about uh, uh, Wayside Stories from Sideways. Oh, Sideways Stories from Wayside School. Remember those books by Lewis no. Sasher? Yeah, we read a lot. I read a lot of books, like his books, and uh, yeah, I, I, I read a lot. Yeah, a lot of that money they would give me, I would I would spend on books. Um, you know, I I remember I bought this uh, really cool. And this is when I was like twelve. I bought this like really cool like Syracuse basketball. Cause I, I mean, I wanted to go there since I can remember. And uh, yeah, what? yeah, yeah. Cause my my aunt went there, and um, a couple of other people in my family went there. So I, I was going there as a little kid, like watching basketball games and like, you know, I basically grew up like uh, two miles from the campus, you know, so yeah, it was in me since day one. I wanted, I've always wanted to go there and I just fell in love with like the campus and like, you know, the curriculum and like their academic prestige, I guess you could say. Yeah. You want to get in trouble when I was a kid? My parents made me copy the dictionary in the encyclopedia. You told me about that. Yeah. That's kind of... Yeah. Yeah. I hated them. I fucking hated them. I hated it. But when I, like, when I was starting to get old enough in school where like, I had to like learn the etymology of words and like, the English language, I was just like, oh, this is easy. I'm like, oh, yeah. I know all this shit. <laughs> so I was like, hey, thanks, Mom and Dad. <laughs> Yeah, I was a weird kid. I was a weird kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it sounds... It sounds yeah. Uh, yeah, I was really, really smart, but I was also, like, really rebellious. So, like, I was... You know, I was, like... I was kind of, like... The best way I could put it, I was, like, a criminal... Criminal lawyer. You know what I mean? Like, I knew how to get away with stuff. Because I knew, like... Like, how, how things worked. Like, you know, it's, it's hard to explain, but I was just, like... I was very resourceful. I guess you could say. Sneaky. Sneaky. Sneaky, right. sneaky and resourceful. Sneaky. All right. Yeah. Yeah. But, the, if you, but if you think about, like, the parallels and the contrast of how you and I grew up, but, like, none of that matters because look where we both are. Yeah. You know, we took completely different paths to get here, but we ultimately, you know, are now working towards the same goals. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Like I've never heard you tell. You never told me a normal story about like. But I do. I have a lot of normal stories, but yet here we are. You know, it's like um, you in the desert. Like don't like like the first time you told me one of those stories, I was just sitting there like, what the fuck is this kid talking about? And it wasn't just because it was you. It was just like. Like that's the situation you put yourself in, yeah. you know. It's, it's hard for someone like me to fathom. I tell you about the time uh, the border patrol agent gave me a ride. <laughs> no. <laughs> what Oceanside? No, this was down in the desert. <laughs> okay, let's hear it. I was uh, I was walking my dog. She at the time she was like a month old. We were walking down this highway, 
and we come across a uh, a uh, border stop, a one of check stop or whatever it's yeah. called. And um, checkpoint, yeah. Checkpoint, yeah. And and I get yelled at, and they're like, "Why the hell are you walking on this road so late at night?" So I just tell them, "I'm just taking my dog home." <laughs> To and, Long Beach. Yeah. And uh from like Imperial Valley. Yeah. <laughs> so uh fucker, he, he gave me he gave me a ride a couple of miles up yeah. to the next town, which was Bombay Beach. Oh, you were way out there. Uh-huh. Oh Bombay Beach. Ugh. No, I walked from Nyland to like four miles away from Bombay Beach. Yeah, Bombay Beach, I've been out there before. I've been out to Bombay Beach and like the Salton Sea. Bombay shit. Beach is a shithole. It is. It was not a place I ever wanted to go again. Some guy. Uh, so I just stood outside of the bar because uh, I didn't. Oh, know that what to bar do. that has the fucking uh, the the um only bar in town. Yeah, yeah, but it has the uh, that that burger there, the uh, burger melt or whatever it is. I saw that on an episode of Anthony Bourdain. He went to that bar. It's a it's a nice bar. I yeah. ate uh, hot dogs out of their dumpster. Jesus. Uh, but some guy comes to the bar and he's like, "Hey man, I just met this guy." Like he walks into the bar, he's like, "Hey man, I'm going out of town. Can you do you think you could sleep on my porch and watch my house for a couple of days?" <laughs> you had no access to the house though. No, no. How hot out was it? It wasn't that hot. Maybe that night, but like, what time of the year was this? Uh, it was going into winter. It wasn't like quite winter. It wasn't quite summer. So you weren't looking at like 112 degree days. Like no, oh, no, okay. I spent I spent those in the deep desert. Uh, yeah, by where the military bases. Yeah, I know where what you're they about where they fire yeah. all those laser yeah. cannons up into yeah, the yeah, yeah. mountains. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. But they had a canal there, so you could go swimming with the uh, catfish. You know what they call catching catfish in uh, rural parts of the south? Noodling. Noodling. They, they where they go in and yeah, wasn't they? Yeah. Weren't they going to make that illegal? I. They were like noodling campaigners. I don't know. People were trying to protect their noodling. I, I don't know, <laughs> but I, I found out in the same day. I found out what noodling and mudding was. So, um, I was... Uh, you didn't know what mudding was? Well, I mean, it, it could have meant anything. Taken out of context. Taken out of context, yeah, but everybody knows what I mudding is. I did not know what mudding... Well, not, you, you're assuming that everybody knows what it is. We don't. People from suburban, white Massachusetts don't know what mudding is. All right. All right. Fair enough. So, yeah. So, this girl was from... Where was she from? Oh, I think she's actually from Tennessee. Maybe I do have a thing for Tennessee girls. Uh, I'm just kidding. I totally do. Um, well, she's a Tennessee girl. She gets it. Um, but anyway, so this girl I had met, we were actually um, in Florida. I was down in Florida visiting family, and I'd met this girl, and she was wicked cute. You know, she had on like the typical, like, you know, boot, like tight jean shorts, you know, like a Probably like a linen skin and t-shirt. I don't know. And uh, and she was just really cute. Really cute. Really fun. Really nice accent. And she was like, oh, we're going to go mudding. You want to come? And I'm like, okay. And then like we would get we got to the trucks and stuff. And she goes, yeah, we're going to go mudding. We're going to mud down to the river and go noodling. And I'm like, what? 
And like everybody starts like laughing. Like I'm joking around. And they're like, all right, let's go. I'm like, I'm not going anywhere until you tell me what the fuck we're doing. And the girl was like, we're going to go mudding down to the river and go noodling. And I'm like, does this involve sex? And she was like, no. And I'm like, well, then what the fuck? What the hell is it? And I literally got in the truck. Okay, this is mudding. This is fucking stupid. And then we get down to the river. And it's like they're jumping in the water. I'm like, this is even stupider. Yeah, dude. Like, that's not fun shit for me. That's and, some fun shit. And anyways, I told the girl, I was like, hey, I'm going to leave. She was like, why? Because I'm like, I'm just, I'm not this redneck. I'm sorry. And she like got wicked offended. <laughs> Did you say I'm not this redneck? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's offensive, man. They're actually having fun out there doing yeah, the redneck right. And they shit. can. I'm just not that. Did you say it in like a judgmental way? I'm sure I did. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. think there's any other way you could have said yeah, that. I, I, I'd been drinking uh, 100 proof whiskey all day, so I'm sure I wasn't. You know. Well, that's very redneck. That's more redneck than yeah. noodling. That was just, that's why I said I'm not that redneck. I'm this redneck, oh. but I'm not that redneck. So you weren't, like, it wasn't on a scale. It was more on. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay. I'll right. do this, but I'm not doing that. Yeah. That's all. And uh, it, you it, should it, give it, it another try. It did not know. If they're not, like, fun to me. And then I, and then I, I get home. I went to a little tour. I was staying at my aunt and uncle's house. And uh, I had mud, like, you know, on my on my jeans. And I had, uh, uh, um, I was wearing, uh, uh, what had happened was I um, I grabbed, I remember I was so drunk I grabbed the wrong hat. So I was wearing, like, a hat with, like, a Confederate flag on it or something. And I was, like, covered in mud. Fitting in. And I get home, my uncle's like, Man, you really are adjusting to this neighborhood. <laughs> I'm like, huh? He goes, why are you covered in mud and wearing a fucking hate hat? And I'm like, oh, like, I don't know. He's like, all right. He's like, what, did you go muddy? And I'm like, how do you know what that is? Everybody knows what it is. He's like, I don't know. I moved to Florida. They, 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 my aunt and uncle made it in Florida about two years. They were like, fuck this. We're getting out of here. And they moved back up to Syracuse. Which part of Florida? Uh, like they, South of Daytona Beach, Edgewater, the Florida Shores. It's actually really nice. It's just, it is really nice, but the, the place they lived in Volusia County, that was the county that had the uh, highest unemployment rate and the lowest um, um, rate of pay in, like, the country. So, like, I could, I, I could have gone down there. Let, let's just say I went down there with a bachelor's degree. And I uh, got a job working for like local government down there or something within the state of the county. I'd be making like fourteen bucks an hour. Oh shit! Yeah. How do you? How, why is anybody over there? How is that place still a thing? Because they got a fucking four bedroom, three bathroom house for fucking sixty grand. Oh, so it's like it's it's all. Yeah, it is. But they got their you, own you'd, system. You, you'd have to like make it. You're like you'd have to that at that rate of pay. There's no way to like save enough money to get out of there. So luckily, you know, they both had lucrative business. My my aunt was a, a nurse, and my uncle uh, owned his own um, uh, freight company, logistics freight company. He did importing and exporting and everything. So they made bank. They were living like fucking fat cats down there. But I mean, it was just like, dude, it's not like it's not worth it. It sucks down here, you know. And um, and uh, when I, when I was down there, I was working for my uncle. And uh, I learned a lot about that business and stuff. And um, I was like, well, I should probably just get into this, just work with him. 
you know, and take the company over from when he wants to retire. And, uh, I don't know, of course, like, I fucked that up. And then, uh, uh, my dad could have got me a fucking cush-ass government job with Raytheon, you know, making, like, to start, making, like, 85 grand a year. Full benefits, pension, 401k, vacation, company car, per diem. Eh. I was content drinking and bartending. Mm. Trying to fuck girls in the mud <laughs> in Central Florida. <laughs> Which, you know, would have been fun. I would have, that girl was like, look, I'm going to bang you out of this. I would have worked for her. I would have been ball deep in that water catching catfish. <laughs> Rolling around in the mud. I you weren't banging her? No, I just met her. Oh. Mm. I met her at this bar called No Name Saloon. And uh, it's the same bar that... Um, and you didn't even try noodling with her? No. Mm-mm. I just saw it. I just like it's like it's like I it's like I, I like I was like a few steps back and just saw it going on and I'm just like I am not this fucking redneck. I'm too smart to be here. When you're doing it with people, it's more fun than doing it. Like, but, but, but you think though, I was very much in my alcoholic life and still had all my pride and ego, and I was just like, no, 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 I'm too, I'm, mm. I'm too smart for this. I'm not, I'm too intelligent to be doing this. I'm, I'm not, I don't, I'm not like these people. You know. You should go and try it. And turns out that like one of the guys there and another one of the girls both had master's degrees and they were just like on vacation. Like one of them like worked in, um, uh, he wasn't a scientist, but he worked like in that field. He was like a really smart dude. And the, and the girl was a fucking, um, a first year like lawyer, you know, and I never even took the, I, I didn't take the time to get to talk to them or know them to, to figure that out. They go, wow, these people are actually pretty cool. They're just, this is what they did when they grew, this is what they grew up around. You know, I was, I was too, too fucking conceited, you know, you should go and try. I'm it. not going to try it again. You should try. It. I still feel like I'm too smart to be doing that. Just because those two may have been a little bit farther ahead of me in life at that time. I'm still, I, I don't belong there. I don't like catfish. I don't like rivers. I like oceans. I don't like mud. And I certainly don't like Ford pickup trucks. Take a Chevy to stream. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. If you go with me, I'll do it. I'll go noodling. Where are we going to go, though? We can't noodle around here. Tennessee, bro. I do like Tennessee. <laughs> I, Tennessee. I certainly like the women they produce. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, that that that's... um. You guys heard it here first. You got me on tape saying it, that... If I can convince Mitch Buchanan and my girlfriend to go to Tennessee and get a Chevy pickup truck, I will mud down to the river to go noodling. You don't have to convince me of anything. I'll be on board right away. Not you, these people. Oh, the, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The conviction power. Yeah, you're the easy sell. She's going to be a little bit tougher. She, she's like resentful towards that because of everything that's been going on. But um, but yeah. Um, but if you think about it, if you think about it, I kind of I, I, I won. I ended up getting the girl from Tennessee anyway, so it all worked out. We could make a piss stop at Oklahoma on the way back. No, Oklahoma. We got to tell completely out of our way. We got to tell them to stop, though. <laughs> you know that Oklahoma? I actually just learned this. Oklahoma, uh, like, is like the tornado capital, like Oklahoma City, that area there. It's like that must be this Mother Nature's way of trying to like blow these people away, like get. <laughs> And like and like and like replenish it with like normal people. 
just, just gotta stop sending their drug addicted kids out here. We can't. And help how can them. they even fucking afford it? Oklahoma's poor. No, there's probably there's so many of them that there's probably some incentive program going on there. Probably like some discount, like the some like, insurance like, program. Like when got the schools did like the busting programs to bring like the um the underprivileged middle uh, uh, um low income children into like. There was, okay, so there was this program called the MECO program when I was in high school. And what they did was they, they, they would bust in kids from like the rougher parts of Boston, the low-income areas of Boston, and they go to school in our high school. Yeah, but you see, that's actually kind of cool. It was cool. It was you very could, cool. You could bring out some of the uh, the motivated kids, the smart kids, give them a chance. It's not even, it's not even that. Like, they, they were all motivated. You know, it was just... It was, just a, it was a better opportunity for them. Because yeah. the schools they were going to were underfunded, you know, and uh, but we got to think about it like it's so facto. Where there's a pro, there's a con. Teachers were losing their jobs in Boston because of it. Why? Because there was no one to teach. They were bringing all the kids to the, the, the uh, suburban schools, so they were losing their jobs. There was no money to pay them, so they stopped the program because. Well, if they were underfunding that school anyways, that means they couldn't afford the school. No, no, they, they, they could afford the school, but the thing was, <clears throat> it was just like, it was, it was a matter of, um, this, is, this, is a, this is a great example of fucking infra- infrastructure microeconomics. So you have the school A, and then you have the better school B, and then you have the teachers at the, at the underprivileged school C, and the teachers and the staff at the privileged school D. Now, you take the students out of this school, like let's say 50% of them, half the kids. Mm-hmm. Half the other kids don't get, to, don't get to go. But the kids that don't get to go are children that are underperforming because of other issues rather than like their um, standardized testing. They're skipping school, they're getting suspended, they're dealing drugs, they're starting fights. So now you got a school full of just fucking reprobates. But you have double the teachers. For yep. each student in that school but, still. But, but here's the thing. Here's the <clears throat> thing. You have double the teachers, but because there's less students, they get to pay the teachers less. See how that works? Or they keep the teachers no, at that, the that, same no, no, pay. No, no, no. no that, that's that's, that's, <clears throat> the, that's the, the state rule. If you have a school that has 100 students... Seems like not a whole lot of critical thinking went into making that rule. Exactly. So when they started this busing program, they didn't take into consideration how these teachers that have been putting up with these kids and showing up every single day are the ones that are going to suffer. Because now they're stuck with a bunch of kids that don't want to learn, making less money. But they have a teaching degree. They have a teaching degree, but... They have some positive work history lot. There's a lot more that I can't get into it all now. But basically what ended up happening was um, those teachers, a lot of those teachers ended up getting huge bonuses. If they like, look, look, we're gonna get more students in here. We're gonna fix the school up. And like, cause they, they said the bus, the Mecco kids to the, our school, that school would get funding from that. So they took all that money, put oh. it back into the school. And then those teachers, oh, the, nice. ones, the ones that stayed and put up with all the bullshit for like a year, got taken care of. So it seems like you guys took care of it yourself, like yeah. on the local government yep. part. Mm-hmm. Nice, yeah. nice. That's yeah, it's really a great, it's a great cool program. program. It's a great program until it involves people from Oklahoma. Exactly. <laughs> See, that's that's what I wanted to get to. It's 
It's Oklahoma. When they're sending their kids over here, they're not realizing that they're putting their kids in some serious danger because there's more money out here. There's more drugs out here. There's more trouble. I, there's that not get more into. drugs out here than Oklahoma. Oh, I did no. my research when I heard I was getting a kid from Oklahoma. No, we got we got the border right here, dude. We got massive factories shipping up. Dude, there are a lot of drugs in the Midwest and in the Southwest. Yeah, they make their own, but like. Jeff, <clears throat> but that, I think you're you're I think that you're kind of like you're 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 being a little naive about this, dude. I there, probably am. There are just as many drugs everywhere else. Like like the amount of methamphetamine that's here, there's like double the amount of fucking opiates where I'm from. Well, that's because we opiates, mm-hmm. oh, fentanyl, yeah, yeah. oxycontin, you guys, heroin. You guys do all those fucking opiates over there. Yeah, we do. This we do a, all those opiates over there. This is this is, <laughs> this is mainly a tweaker state, right? Yeah. So it's it, it's 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 like um, it's a regional. Uh, the epidemics are regional, but it's it's all drug related. But it's just you know what's your poison, and where I'm from, basically the whole eastern seaboard. Is opiates out here? It's it's methamphetamine in the Midwest. It's both, dude. Out here, it it's it's actually turned into both everywhere, yeah, man. Yeah, it is. Cause that's, that's the it, point I'm trying to make. It's like it's everywhere, dude. That's a natural order of things. Like if you're gonna be up right. all the time, you're gonna need to down. Well, how if do you're you think? Be down all the how time, do you think you the government upper. makes all their money? You know how much shit they're letting go through the border, getting their cut. Like people who like don't think that that's happening, are either completely oblivious, or well, the government would never do that. Really? Come on. It's all they're all in cahoots. Big pharma, the government, border. It's 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 it just it's expansive the amount of corruption because the government can make money off of drug addicts because insurance companies make money off of drug addicts because Big Pharma makes money off of drug addicts. Who do you think is getting a big chunk of all that money? Not me. The government. It's a sick, fucked up system we live in, dude. And, uh, you know, they're even making money off of fucking all the hate crime going on. Oh yeah, that's for you sure. Know? So for sure, I I think they're doing it on purpose. Yeah, they're not doing enough. That by them doing it purposely, is them not doing enough to stop it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Just letting even, it permeate. it on. Yeah. Letting, too. It, letting it permeate and uh, like even with that random house trial thing I was talking about the other day with you, it's like, dude, it's like, where the fuck are all these racist things coming from? It's white on white crime. Uh-huh. <laughs> you <know? laughs> Did you know that there was a uh, that same day there was a verdict being handed down to a, a black man who had cops bust into his house without letting anybody no know. probable cause no nothing. no probable cause shot his wife so illegal illegal search and seizure mur- illegal search and seizure seizure murder they shot his wife so wow. he killed him. and he got he off killed the cops he got off did he yeah fucking good yeah for him. fuck yeah dude. Fuck yeah. How did that story miss me? Oh, that happened in school all week. Yeah, and probably. it was the same yeah. day as the Rittenhouse trial. Wow. That's why it probably took the second page. Yep. Yeah. Because yep. the black man won. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. It's fucked up, dude. Fuck yeah, good, dude. good for that dude for killing those cops. And Fucking good for sh- you shoot my wife or girlfriend in front of me? 
You better fucking believe you're fucking next. And good for our judicial system for proving getting it right once. Yeah. Yeah. Proving yeah. that wrong one time. Right. That, that right. just that makes me happy. Right. It makes me happy. So I'm actually gonna look that story up when I go before I go to finish writing this paper. So all right, man. This has been fun. This has been a good episode. Actually, um, this is like it's, it, I feel kind of weird though because this is like two episodes in a row where it's actually been like a constructive podcast with like good conversation. Not not anything really too weird or wild. That one weird comment you made when we came back from break, but other than that, it's been pretty cool. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's been very constructive. Yeah, it's been a good 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 episode. Maybe we can build up this the next time we record. So again, um, we are one sweet Lambrusco, <laughs> one little teeny weeny Mitch Buchanan. Oh uh, man. <laughs> you always got the you know the fucking surfer Hasselhoff look to you. You know what the funny thing about that is, is that when I said Mitch Buchanan, I I didn't realize that I was saying the dude from from Baywatch. Neither did I. I, I thought I was talking. I meant to call you the palm the politician politician Mitch O'Connell is what I meant to say. That weird dude from Kentucky that's always like doing weird shit. But then I said Mitch Buchanan, and then after the show, I was like, Wait, who the fuck is Mitch Buchanan? And I looked it up, and I see Hasselhoff and his fucking like speed. I'm like, fuck yeah! I hate when it accidentally works out. <laughs> so again, um, we have one sweet Lambrusco, Mitch Buchanan, uh, of two sweet Lambruscos, presented by the Zombie Eaters Podcast. So go to our website, zombieeaterspodcast.org. Go to our YouTube channel, ZE Podcast presents Two Sweet Lambruscos. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple, Podbay, Google Podcast, Amazon. High tunes, high tunes, high tea, <laughs> high tea with Newman, uh, and you can also visit us on Instagram and Twitter at the ZE Podcast or Two Sweet Lambruscos. Uh, and uh, if you're going to start a podcast, go to Captivate.fm backslash Lambrusco. You will get two free weeks. All right, so this has been fun. Always good talking to you, man. We're out of here. Good night, Austin, Texas, wherever you are. <laughs> <laughs>